0: From the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good Podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good Podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley, broadcasting from my office here at National Headquarters, the Salvation Army National Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia, It's a beautiful pre-autumn afternoon as when we're recording this. We're not quite to autumn, but we're almost there. And if you've been a faithful listener, you'll know that autumn is my favorite season of the year. I believe it is also one of the four favorite seasons of our editorial director, my co-host, my right and left hand in our publications office, Mr. Jeff McDonald,
1: Greetings, Colonel. Tomorrow is the fall equinox.
0: It's the fall equinox, but I think when this broadcast hits the air, ah, fall would have already been well good point. in, in you know, kind of in motion. Yes. Because this is episode number 55. And today we're doing an overview of the October 2020 uh, version of the war cry. I am so glad that we don't have to say 2020 very much longer. We're almost... We're getting close. We're almost at the end of this notorious and a year for us all to forget, the year 2020. And isn't that so? Our wonderful producer is here again with us, making this all come alive. Elizabeth, greetings to you. Happy 2020 to you, Elizabeth. Greetings and woot woot. (laughs) I can't believe it's almost 2021. I'm flabbergasted every day. I'm just kind of hoping that when 2021 comes, that 2020 will have just been like, like my eyesight of yesteryear, and not a, not a a remind a, a painful reminder of, of what we had to go through this past year worldwide. All of us. It was a unique time, wasn't it?
1: Oh man, I mean, the retrospectives even scare me. That will come out about this year. You know, it's one of those high points in the in the bar chart for all these things that have people have endured. And, of course, the fall season brings new challenges, especially for the Army.
0: Yes, we have, uh, we have some of those challenges. We're going to talk about a few of those today. But we're focusing on the October issue of the War Cry. I believe this is issue number six that we have produced. Our, our wonderful team has produced uh, remotely. We've actually produced seven issues because we just sent the Christmas 2020 uh, issue of the War Cry to the, the printers and getting all that thing, uh, getting that all laid out. Uh, Jeff, your team's done an amazing thing. And the great thing is uh, we have a, a wonderful, obviously we have kind of like two sides. We have the editorial side and we have the designer side. And what I've, I've really enjoyed lately in, in the last several weeks, Jeff, is your design crew is continues to just do some amazing work. And they have... So many different wonderful ideas. Why don't you give our listeners a little uh, behind-the-scenes look at, at kind of uh, you know how how your design team
1: works? They, you know, I know people who see magazines don't you know don't understand nor need they understand all the work that goes in behind the scenes. But we are continually our design team continually looking at software and how best to apply it, but also. Continually reviewing and updating our design principles, everything from font use of photography to the template we use for our grid so that we make things readable. We've been lately stressing entry points in content so readers can have easy access to what we're presenting. And of course, we strive for excellence and uh, beauty in our work, uh, an aesthetic appeal all to get the message home and i must say our designers um are really committed to that mission and the the we find the smallest detail well used makes a huge difference i mean just on the cover of this issue the the subhead text on the cover hollywood Um, Duo put faith and family first. Well, we wrestled with that. You know, the first use of the font was a little difficult to read, but we wanted to give it a Hollywood feel. So we're always trying to provide the editorial focus and interpret that in a design savvy way. Also, the design team has stressed recently our need to open up our content more, to give more room for design, for creativity, so that readers can stop and appreciate the message being conveyed both visually and through reading. So I, I'm very proud of our team.
0: They have a lot of ideas on the drawing board. I mean, they're they're anxious to make a lot of uh, changes, and I've I've kind of had to pull not pull the stops out and say, you know, put the brakes on and say we'll hold on, but let's time some of those changes because sometimes too much change can be too good of a thing, really, in, when it comes to design.
1: That's it, true. And they say that a magazine is really provides um, coherence in an otherwise confusing world. So you don't want to introduce too many designs that are jarring. But, uh, you, know, so, but you worked on the cover with our design team for this issue in particular.
0: Yeah, and we'll see if our our listeners and our readers. I, I don't want to point out the significant change on it, but it is it is a big one. It's actually a change that we made uh, at the beginning of this year in January. Well, I'll go ahead and say it, but um, you know we we are the official magazine of the Salvation Army in the United States. The, each of the four territories have their own publications, and we honor those, and we try to complement. Um, theirs, but we at National Headquarters report kind of on a, on a broader scale than the territories do, and the War Cry is in its 140th year of publication um, in the United States, and uh, we're very proud of that fact. So we made a little slight change. We moved that title from the top down to the bottom and uh, just kind of had it bleed naturally into uh, the rest of the print. I just love working with our designers. We appreciate every one of them, um, and it's. I just I, I'm what I, what I like, Jeff, is that COVID hasn't truncated our creativity.
1: You know, isn't it amazing how this remote working environment has actually heightened our focus? We're we're so tuned in online. We're collaborating through Microsoft Teams, email, Twitter, uh, you know, uh, tweets, etc. And just really helping us to keep our primary goals in mind. This work
0: takes a lot of. There's a lot of collective sort of thing, but I would say, for the most part, it's the, the work of the designers and the editorial team is is solitary in nature. I mean, you you have to kind of come up with the seed thought uh, when you're germinating an idea for you know uh, for verbiage for the essay or you know for the written side. And then the designers take that seed thought and they run in all kinds of different directions, and and uh, it, it just it's just simple things in life that excite me. But I I, I really really uh, kind of just love what what your team's doing right now with the look
1: behind the scenes. You know, our staff Michelle Casares in particular reached out to the Penta Vegas and worked with them to get the original photos and set up the interview and the other designers. Um, you know, worked on the content to present it in a dramatic fashion. So there, that kind of build up. To, and I think the important point here, though, Colonel, was that I know you stress collaboration in your work. And I find invariably that a, um, my ideas are always influenced for the better when we collaborate, when we join our thoughts together. So as an editorial and design team, we come together and think about our intention, try to devise ways of presenting it well. And I think that collaboration is uh, reflected in our publications. So that's, I appreciate yeah, that. And,
0: and it's it's sort of like you have to kind of massage this whole thing, too, because you have to kind of keep the needs of the readers in mind. And and uh, it is true. What, as we age, we like we like to keep things, you know, the way they are we we often have some discussions about that we recently had a discussion that sometimes i get a little jarred when one of my favorite apps on my phone all of a sudden they change their logo and it's like where did it go because it's different colors has a different font and it's like oh let's just make a whole new thing we're kind of used to you know Things kind of staying static for a long time, so you have you have to be sensitive to that. You don't want to make change for the sake of change, but things do change, and readership, reader, readers, habits have changed, and our attention spans are changed, and you know, I mean, there's there's so many different layers to it. So I'm I'm kind of always thinking on, on that level. And our team is thinking on the technical sides that there is in their discipline. And you always uh, navigate us through uh, those kind of discussions in a really, really uh, good way.
1: Yeah. So that creative enterprise is just so very um, exciting. And we just hope that readers sense something of that as they look at the magazine. So on the cover, you'll
0: see this uh, lovely young couple um, that live in Hawaii and who are big fans of the Salvation Army. But many of our readers, especially I would say, Jeff, probably those that are like 35 and younger can resonate to Carlos and Alexa uh, Pena Vega. I know that Michelle was so excited. And Elizabeth, you were part of uh, the podcast podcast. And the interviewing of the uh, Penna Vegas as well. Could you tell our tell our uh, listeners a little bit, the, like in, in case anybody is thirty five and older <laughs> and doesn't know who they are, who are they? Oh my gosh! So Carlos is a member of the award winning group Big Time Rush, also from the TV show Big Time Rush. Carlos, he's awesome. And then he's married to Alexa Vega, who was in Spy Kids and Sleepover, amongst many other wonderful things. And together, they have been in lots of movies and were even on Dancing with the Stars. And what, what was it like for you as, uh, as a you know, uh, you watched them as a child growing up. What was it like for you to partake in that interview with them? I was just so starstruck and tripping over my words, fumbling around. But, but, but you, you and Michelle put together yes. something very cohesive Th- that thank you. And we have a, we have a great, great podcast with them mm-hmm. coming out later in the month. Yes. And we have in the middle, uh, uh starting on page 24, uh, we devoted four pages, uh, to them. Mm-hmm. And, and, Michelle did a great job kind of bringing in, in the interview into uh, the the text component.
1: Right. And and Joshua Morales and Ashley Shana worked on the design in collaboration with Michelle. And, that, you know, the text on page 25 is a case in point. Now, we don't normally run a bold, um, long paragraph of text like that, but but that's a kind of entry point that we are trying to provide our readers so that they can quickly access the information and find it easy uh, to read.
0: And specifically, we've recently heard from some of our readers who have uh, uh, dropped us some nice notes of encouragement saying that they've noticed some of the subtle changes, some of the relevant and the contemporary look. Uh, you even had uh, one of our authors, Bob Hosteller, wrote a nice letter uh, making him you know, thanking us for making him look good.
1: <laughs> his, yeah, his, yeah, right. His right. Yeah, and he has a keen eye, so that's uh, those are good words to hear. We, have, we love we, feedback. We do. We can't stress that enough.
0: And you know, I mean, obviously, we open the door for feedback, positive, negative. We we take the negative. We understand. You know, we we are human. We make mistakes. Uh, this isn't our art, artificial intelligence kind of pushing this thing out every every month there's there's a a staff of human beings working on it so uh and you know there's differing opinions even with our own staff sometimes we publish something and we all have different opinions about it uh but the, the the positive feedback that we get just energizes us so much and we like to um we like to drop those little positive things into our magazine so maybe if you send us uh, some feedback on uh, thewarcry.org, or you, you send us something sm- snail mail. The address, the mailing address is in the magazine. Uh, who knows? We might uh, put your um, little comments in in our editorial section, or Elizabeth's really good about drop, uh, dropping some of that stuff uh, online on our web our, our web page as well.
1: Which is a really good point because the design. It encompasses the, the website as well as the print. So we're looking at things digitally as well as uh, in you know the two uh, two plane environment of the magazine.
0: We want to just talk uh, real briefly that in we're kind of focusing on this in the November issue but it's already out and I think our listeners will know if they're savvy at all there is a big push right now because there's a huge concern as the need uh, for the Salvation Army in particular at Christmas time is rising probably to heights that we've never seen and we probably could have never predicted but Jeff do you want to talk a little bit about this idea of rescue Christmas that's uh, circulating about
1: well we can't uh, overestimate the challenges the salvation army is facing in the field as the holidays approach these uh, folks on the front lines are have been responding to the uh, pandemic by amping up their partnerships with community organizations companies etc and treating people in need who might need help with uh, food or rental assistance or a myriad of things that and the army's really stepped out to help at the same time there is a new environment in our culture where um, access to the Salvation Army iconic kettle is uh, more limited than it has been in the past uh, for various reasons. Uh, People want to be open to all solicitations. They don't want to favor one or the other but the Army, of course, is an iconic uh, tradition, part of the American Christmas tradition. So the Army needs to look for new ways to um, advance its ministry and its uh, fundraising efforts during the holiday season, because it is it, it uses that ingathering at that time throughout the year to impact uh, millions of individuals. So the theme of Rescue Christmas is uh, what the call is uh, the Army is putting out now. And that's not to mean, I know Colonel Foley, you pointed out, this is not to put undue burdens on those local Corps officers who are already pushed to the max in meeting their responsibilities and their ministry outreach, but to also encourage the public to consider what it means to uh, assist others through the Salvation Army Ministries at this time of year going toward Christmas.
0: Even my dad sent me a, a text the other day saying, what's this with kettles coming out? And I was like, well, hold on, dad. It's it, A lot of this is kind of a virtual rollout and it's to get a jump on, on the season and to, just to kind of get the Salvation Army out there, you know, because we're kind of faithfully doing a lot of this work on so many different levels and gosh, just all the Wildfires out west, and all the hurricanes and the flooding in, in the south, and all the COVID response, and you know, on and on it goes. Uh, sometimes the Salvation Army becomes invisible in communities. We just kind of do the job. So we're going to do our part in uh, this uh, this issue and, and the next issue in particular uh, to you know celebrate and to salute and to encourage uh, the work that's being done through the Salvation Army through our Christmas efforts. Jeff, uh, our magazine goes to many prison prisoners ac- across uh, across the country. Um, and, you know, we're not going to get into a, a debate about the prison systems and justice and all of that sort of thing. We just make sure that this magazine gets, I think we send somewhere around 100,000 copies of the war cry could be even more to prisons across the country?
1: Yeah, we're, we're mailing to uh, over 550 correctional institutions in the U.S. And of course, it's the Army has such a deep tradition of, of uh, prison ministry, uh, helping those uh, who are incarcerated, both when they are incarcerated and after the fact as they try to uh, reintegrate into society. The Army has a really great uh, ministry there. And of course, that's the go- call of the gospel. One of Jesus's key statements is to uh, visit the prisoner and care for, for them. We find that audience to be m- very receptive and thankful for what the work right brings to them, um, for inspiration and uh, insight, you know, insight and, and, and uh, path to new ways of living. So, um, yeah, we we do that routinely. And I know that many Salvation Army locations around the country also uh, bring the war cry to prisons and have a strong prison ministry. So we're very happy to support that uh, as one part of the Army's overall outreach to correctional institutions. We have a great
0: article uh, celebrating the work of Major Ed uh, T- uh, uh from the Central Territory. And this was submitted uh, by uh, Cam- uh, Kamen, uh Courtney Mattson, the communications manager of the Metropolitan Division in in Chicago, uh, there's a great four-page spread of what uh, the Central Territory is doing uh, within uh, the prisons uh, in that particular area. So we salute again everybody that's involved and thank God for their work. Uh,
1: mm, we should note too that he points out he sees you know these people through his years of prison ministry. He's seen remarkable transformations. So there's so much hope and, and impact that we're making uh, in that to that community.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, we could. We probably should have a whole podcast about what Salvation Army is doing with prison ministries now, which is which is interesting. Obviously, I think in yesteryear we were doing a lot more than we do now. But I'm a strong advocate for ministry in prisons. Uh, in two appointments, and my wife and I were at. You know, we. I had a weekly Bible study in in one place and Sunday services in another. so it's it's a little different when you go inside the uh, the prison walls and when you're face to face with human beings and there's uh, there's an opportunity to bring a message of hope and and God's love in those kind of settings, which is it's very unique and it's not an opportunity that everybody gets in the Salvation Army, but when you get that opportunity, I, I think it changes you uh, for the good in a lot of different ways. Uh, we're continuing on with our influencer uh, section. Uh, this has been a real big positive hit, Jeff. I'm really glad that we started this, and we're we're gonna we're working in some some great new directions with this whole uh, idea in uh, 2021. And Major Swain's been doing a really good job with this. This issue we have Christopher Christopher uh mcgowan who is a communications and donor relations director in the kentucky tennessee division um so that's kind of an interesting quick read
1: it is and that's a great introduction of a column currently you you made with this idea that's really powerful and he says in his uh, answers knowing that what i do is directly and inextricably tied to the greatest commandment and the great commission is what drives him to excel
0: you know, there's so many different layers in the Salvation Army. You know, it's uh, – it's and, and I, I use the word disciplines. I mean, we're – publications were a particular discipline. But within a division of the Salvation Army, you have your development team that gets out and, and tells the Army story to people that uh, – can support, have the means to support the Salvation Army now and in the future. And we're indebted to those men and women who, uh, you know, go out and, and, and tell the story. And for us, it's important for this, us to give them, um, you know, substance in the stories. And, uh, uh, well, we could, again, we could probably talk uh, forever and a day on that. But we are uh, we hope our readers will appreciate and listeners will appreciate what we're doing with that little Kind of one page thing, kind of introduce you to all kinds of different people, whether they're an officer, whether they're an employee, whether they're a soldier. Uh, we have, uh, I think, a couple of national advisory board members, uh, local uh, community people coming up. So we're going to continue on with uh, that story. Um, we have, uh, Jeff, there's an interesting article too in the magazine uh, that uh, listeners would probably. Just kind of how things work in the editorial world. On page 28, we have an article seen clearly through multiple sclerosis. I think I got that right. MS. Um, We had that article slated to go, I believe it was in the May issue, and we bumped it to here.
1: Yeah, and it certainly fit. We tried to focus on the theme of character in our features in this issue. Um, And certainly this. Profile of Becky uh, and the impression she makes on people, fighting MS but never letting it um, drag her down. Uh, her commitment to being a a light and is you know to other people is, is what that article is about. And of course, Colonel, what do you think that uh, character is an important topic for this day and age, the time that we're in?
0: Well, I like the writer um, at near the end of the article talks about Becky Becky as a ray of light in a world gone dark. She sta- stands as a resounding counterpoint to nihilism and narcissism that has infiltrated our culture. She shows us that there is power in gratitude. She reminds us always to counter blessings before we take stock of our burdens. I mean, boy, if, if that doesn't hmm. preach, I, I, I don't I don't know what else would. And so this is a delightful short read on a beautiful woman who has suffered greatly in a family that has surrounded her, um, which I think our readers will be touched by this, because we know that many of our readers are suffering from physical ailments themselves, you know, or they know somebody who, who is, and, and we hope that this will give, um, you know, kind of that idea of of courage uh, and, and the resolve of, of one's character.
1: Right. And, you know, we, we referred to the hard work that goes through our magazines uh, and work earlier, but the, this, there's a secret there. And really, this work is extremely fun. And we get to pick out diamonds from the acres of diamonds that are out there in stories, you know, that the armies engage with around the country. So we love to hear those stories and we love to present them. Yeah,
0: it's uh, and you've been doing this, you know, I like to kid kid with you a little bit. I mean, but you've been doing this a long time and each, each month you bring a a whole fresh vision in your direction of the magazine. And I think the day that, that this stops being fun is the day that we just fold up our tents and go home. I mean, it, it is fun. It is a blessing. We are so grateful to be able to tell the stories I just wish, Jeff, we could we could print every story that we hear or every submission that we have, uh, the contribution that people uh, people have, but we only have so many pages and we only have so much money and, uh, you know, that's just kind of how it is.
1: Right, right. And, but uh, boy, the field out there is ripe. And, you know, we, we work, we do work, but it's God who gives the increase. So we pray that God uses our work for his glory.
0: We are making... An, a very intentional uh, kind of, I, I guess it's its me is on this campaign of intentional uh, effort to discover new writers. Um, and when I mean new writers, I don't necessarily mean just young folk or old people or people within the Salvation Army or, or whatever. But uh, we give an opportunity for people within our organization and outside of it to be a part of our storytelling. And, Jeff, you've do- we've made it very, very clear in this issue of the War Cry what it is that we're looking for in 2021. And we are already in the preliminary stages of lining out January 2021's issue. So you've done a great job here. Uh, You and I talk about these themes. I like to do it in a collaborative way with the team. And I, uh, I really, I mean, we could just come up with simple themes like love, hate, gossip, greed, gluttony, you know, all that. But you have really laid out a nice presentation on pages 18 and 19 about the themes and how to go about processing. Is there anything you want, to, you want to add to what you've written here?
1: Well, we're, we're not. we These are, we hope these um, insight people, not insight people, but we hope <laughs> that these themes um, trigger some thoughts in people that they can think of how they can contribute to our publications by uh, focusing on these topics. And we tr- do try to make the topics germane to the experience, the current climate that we're in. Um, at the same time, we're not bound by the theme. So we are open to submissions in general as well. Um, but our, our idea is just to uh, spark uh, creative thought and people in the field thinking, well, you know what? I know this story. That really personifies that theme. It's And, and readers need to know about it. So that's, that's why we put that out there. And we do have you know, straightforward ways for people to submit online uh, to us. And that information is here as well. Well, Jeff,
0: Jeff uh, before we conclude today, we have a couple more fun things. Uh, we continue to carry on with the tradition of having a crossword. Uh, folks enjoy our crossword puzzles. Uh, we hear a lot of good things about um, our recipe section. Uh, which we have uh, been working this past year with Kelly Minter. And there's a delightful BLT Towers um, menu here uh, for you to consider, Uh, Jeff. I think uh, it would be good um, for you to um, work on that menu for us here uh, and share with Elizabeth and myself.
1: Yeah, you know, I should. I don't know if I can pull off the presentation as well as Kelly, though. You know, hers is very neat. I can't say I'm very neat in the kitchen.
0: There's just some little trivial stuff in here, a little little quiz. And we have the uh, the, uh, the Salvation Army appearing in, you know, movies in the past. Uh, Major Swain's done a little uh, historical ditty there. Of course, we all know about Guys and Dolls, but there's some other stuff uh, there as well, which is always kind of fun.
1: Yeah. And your spiritual formation, page another column that you've introduced in the magazine is strong this time, dealing with silence. There's an image of somebody listening, and there's no um, headphones in the ear or Bluetooth uh, receiver. They're listening instead to what's above.
0: We really enjoy our staff member, uh, Carrie Nimeth, who she is one of the uh, main editors on the Christian education side. Uh her uh, and Carolyn Bailey uh, really work hard on our core cadet material. And, you know, our readers don't see our, our, our youth discipleship uh, programs unless they're involved in it. They have children or they might be a core cadet leader in, in the core. But uh, Carrie is in the process of finishing her doctorate in spiritual formation and just has a great voice. And uh, it's been a privilege to have her. Along with Major Nancy Helms this past year, uh, contribute to this next uh, this uh, this uh, particular session uh, section of, of the War Cry. It's small but mighty, and we appreciate her work uh, what she has to share there. Well, we encourage you to know that the War Cry is free online at www.thewarcry.org. Elizabeth does a good job working with our outside vendor to make sure that we get that issue. Go that goes live usually on the first day of the month. Um, sometimes there's glitches that happen with it, which is normal, but, um, you know, for the most part, it's there for you. You can subscribe to uh, the war cry, just a mere dollar, uh, a, uh, a magazine. Um, that's like one cup of coffee <laughs> nowadays um, but you could support the, the the war cry we don't talk about that an awful lot Jeff uh, but we really do appreciate uh, our our individual uh, um, subscribers and our donors uh, to the magazine
1: oh, and do we ever uh, we're so glad that the, for their support and their interest in this ministry
0: there's a there's a whole other th- kind of thing Theme and and track that we're uh, approaching when it comes to our circulation down the road. I think some of our our listeners and readers will appreciate and see some of the new adventures that we're going to be um, trying to push with getting the magazine out. We hope that you become an ambassador of the War Cry. That you don't just kind of go. Ah. Just know that there's a lot of folks that are working hard and praying over this each issue and want this to be a relevant tool uh, for you to use in your efforts to share the gospel and the good news that Jesus Christ does save and does care and can make a whole world of difference in your life. But we're committed to that message here at the War Cry at National Headquarters and our programs and publications uh, department and our team. We put our 1,000% uh, effort in each issue and we hope you all appreciate it. Well, that's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow The War Cry at the warcry.org and Peer Magazine at peermag.org. On You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I think we're also in Pinterest, maybe I don't know. there's a few of you out there, right, Elizabeth. There is a war cry Pinterest account, but no peer. There's no peer, but there is a no war cry yes, so pin your things to pinterest i don't I have a Pinterest account, and I follow model trains but i I don't know what i I'm doing on it, so <laughs> I'm there though, <laughs> anyways. All right. Well, we hope you have a great month of October. Thanks for reading the War Cry. Thanks for giving a few minutes today of your time to give us a listen. And until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.